So it's come to this. Oh, it has. It's we're in it now. We're back. This is an Australia cast now. Absolutely. I was gonna say we're we're all out back. We're in we're in love. We're all (laughs) out back here. This is it. I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. This is a movie podcast and yeah, we we're getting into some Australian movies now. Once I found out that there's only been like 15 movies ever made <laughs> in Australia, I'm like, this feels like an easy thing to knock out, right? Can, yeah, exactly. We can bust this out. There's like a, a hard, dozen eps. hard dozen, one from each genre. Yeah. They all sound great. And then they're like, we don't need to make movies ever again. <laughs> exactly. Bring them in. Nailed it. That's it. Bring them in from other places. We're done. Yeah. Who needs it? I... What a weird little place. Well, I'm so like enchanted <laughs> by this weird little place that's just like us, but everything's different and wrong. Absolutely. Uh, I also love that out of the dozen Australian movies you've ever heard of, we chose one that I'd never heard of. Yeah, it's like the hardest to find one. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, our listeners, we're going to have to give you like a code. There's like a, it on it's YouTube. on YouTube right now, yeah. but here's this is crazy. We're doing Dark Age. Dark Age. We didn't know. We knew we were going to. Dark Age. Dark Age. <laughs> We did, uh, you heard Body Melt. Body Melt. Yep. If you're going to start with an Australian movie, you start Body Melt. It's I think like, so. It's like Oz 101. Uh-huh. Everybody goes there. It's like that's the one that started it all, right? Mm-hmm. That's when those people saw movies for the first time. Those people. Those people. <laughs> and then we've been talking about Gator movies for a while. Gator movies have been on the menu for years, and and we just we haven't found our way to it. And I think that yeah. is because there is no definitive Gator movie. Mm. There's no like Gator movie that everybody right. as a consensus. We haven't agreed. On. Yeah, we have yeah. not come to an agreement on the Gator movies. It also feels like there's not been a Gator. Yeah, there's no hands down number one, and there's no Gator movie that feels like they did it. They did it. They said everything you need to say with a gator. This is everything we wanted from a giant croc movie, right? I don't know the differences between gators and crocs. I know it's about the snout. I didn't look that up beforehand. Couldn't tell you which one. There's been gator movies. There's been croc movies. These ones are croc. I mean, they call them crocs. Maybe that's just because we're in northwest Australia here. But they're they're saltwater crocs. And yeah, we. Gators. Gators, right? And we've been talking about Gator movies. We talked about it on X. Oh, Ty yeah. West's X. Good Gator in that one. That exciting moment in the theater when I was, oh, that perfect minute of the movie. The only minute of this thing that I liked. Mm-hmm. Where it feels like, he's doing a Gator movie. And it's going to be great. Like that one shot of it already was like, this is miles ahead of almost every other alligator movie. Like He's going to do it. He did not do it. It's just one bit. It's just one bit, and it's so yeah. good, it's though. Good bit. We went down, you and I, uh, to Quentin Tarantino's theater there a couple years ago and saw a screening of Jackie Brown. Yes, we did. Coupled with Alligator, That's the Robert right. Forster Robert classic. Forster double feature. And that was the one where we're going, clearly, 
we're going to do alligator. It's funny we never did. I don't know why we never did. That's a great one. That's like alligator in the city. That oh, is I loved it. one of the best yeah. giant croc movies, right? Absolutely. There's several choices for really cool giant. There's a lot of good ones. I know a Lake Placid podcast would be good. I'm mm-hmm. sure a Rogue podcast would be good. I saw one at 3rd Street a few years ago with a really dumb name. What was that one called? Crawl. That's right. I saw that one. Yeah. Crawl was pretty good. That's a good gator movie. Yeah, right? But not the definitive. But like, like there was something that's just like, man, there was a couple things they could have done with Crawl. Yeah. and Or it just didn't have, it, like no gator movie has had that Jaws moment or that Anaconda moment. Like no one's talking about the cultural shift that a gator, <laughs> like, you know, because yeah. Jaws was like, like literally like, pe- like not good for sharks. Yes. When that movie Bad came hit. out. <laughs> Rough hit. Arguably haven't recovered in a lot of ways, right? Uh, but yeah, the Gator movie hasn't quite done that yet. No, and every Except Gator movie... For Dark Age, no. <laughs> you know, one of the good ones. This is basically as close to like a Jaws Gator as, as you get. In more ways than one. Yeah. In, every Gator movie that exists, basically, especially all the ones from the 70s and 80s, existed because of Jaws. Absolutely. And most well, yeah. of them are just doing Jaws. So we never got like just a standalone Gator movie. And, you know, Lake Placid probably came the closest to delivering it. But we never get in one with just like, I want to see like a lot of gator. I want We have the technology now where I can just see this dude compared to the size of other things. Mm-hmm. Lake Placid has that scene where the gator jumps up and just pulls a helicopter out of the air. I'm like more of that. Yeah. More of that. But a gator just like ramming into a diesel truck. Or something. I want. We haven't gotten a full gator on the loose beyond uh, alligators' use of miniatures. Sure. I want a giant, not too big. I don't need a mega croc <laughs> versus mecha Godzilla. I don't want a hundred foot. You don't want gator. the meg uh, gator version. Don't want it. Right. I want a forty foot gator. I'd take thirty, but thirty to forty is that sweet spot where it's just like, well, this is way too big. Yeah. But maybe we have a chance. Well, that tail swipping around. This is Ooh. yeah. This gives you what you want. Then this is a nice thirty foot gator here. Yeah, in in dark age, we we don't see a ton of the gator. This was an you Australian don't. produced movie, uh, and when we do see the gator, it's more rubbery in in spots than he, you want it. He to always be. attacks at night. Yeah, uh, very, coincidentally, very dark out. He's a very stealth gator that hunts at night. We also watched a VHS copy of this, so the darks yeah. were very dark. <laughs> yes, everything was darker on this VHS, right? Yeah. Again, it's a it's on YouTube, which right. looks like probably the VHS version, right? Yes, I don't think it's ever got the HD uh, upgrade, but that's for that's all for the better. It's better, right? Yeah. Dark Age was a movie that was only released in U.S. video stores. We talked about Unbody Melt, that there's no somehow no way to distribute movies in Australia. Everything is so far apart in this country, right? Mm-hmm. This movie, this is rare. It just enough never that, even occurred to them. Like maybe someone else a uh, hundred miles some, away wants yeah. to see this. Most of the people in Australia live on that eastern stretch between the you know the Sydney to Melbourne, Sydney Melbourne there in the south uh, east, and then mm-hmm. whatever places up in the north northeast, right? I'm not going to pretend to know. <laughs> the no- so I would say like 60, you know, two thirds of the coast. people all lived yeah. on the east coast of this country, right. right? And the northern territory where this movie takes place is like the starkest populated of the territories. So already that's cool. 
I think. Yeah. We don't get a lot of northern territory cinema, but again, nobody else in Australia saw this movie. It did not play theaters in Australia, despite no. being an all Australian cast, as you can tell by the beatiest little eyes you've ever seen. <laughs> you said that during Body Melt, and I couldn't stop looking at the main guy's like <laughs> tiny little black eyes. John Gerard's John dark Gerard. little eyes, right? Look, it, it, it was like if someone like took a photo of like a young Alec Baldwin and just like shrunk the eyes in Photoshop, just down all the way. He very that's much what is, he looked like. Yeah, bigger nose, tinier eyes, and just the shortest little shorts <laughs> oh, you ever see. This park ranger shorts, but it must be so hot up there. They got the it, it basically it looks like the Florida Keys, right? Like this is like the Florida of Australia. They, they've <laughs> I, got the wicker furniture. They've got like open like the there's no walls or yeah. doors anywhere. Like they're living on the beach. They're sleeping in hammocks. I, I don't know the percentage breakdown, but it, literally the Northern Territory is like one percent of Australia's population, right? Like it is. Yeah, it's yeah. probably deep rural Florida in equivalent, and we know how backwards rural Florida is. Exactly for a state of the in the union. <laughs> But, and uh, a lot of familiar kind of stuff with the people, too. Yes. These poachers and uh, the people that we meet. A very Florida man. Big time. Yeah. Big time. This is, yeah, Australia's Florida is probably the best way to put this. <laughs> and it's still shocking, though, that this movie is only made for U.S. video store consumption. And it is the pinnacle of the straight-to-VHS era. Mm-hmm. That 87 to 92 is something I would say probably quarter of our podcast has hit that Pretty 87 much. and 92 right and but it's golden n- it's golden time golden era yeah and no theatrical distribution this movie did not play in an australian theater until tarantino took it over there in 09 that's crazy 2009 so they were really just like because this is a year after Crocodile Dundee. So they really would probably just like crank out Australian movies for American audiences. Find every Australian actor you can find. Yeah. Find the two indigenous guys that are the two indigenous guys in every Australian movie. Right. Get them in there. We need Galapoli. We, yeah. <laughs> I'm well, sorry, it's... Galapoli. <laughs> oh, our, our uh, yeah, the our one guy I recognized. And, uh, who's yeah. in every... Every Australian movie. John Gerard is David Gulpilil. Gul- yeah. Gulpilil. Like yes. Gulpilil. Yeah. And, uh, and the other one's. Instantly recognized. The other one's named Burnham Burnham, which is so cute. Love that. Yeah. This so is a kick-ass. movie with, with the, uh, the, the, the white colonizer, not versus, but contrasted with the, yeah, the. There's they versus called, and sympathizers. Well, what they called aboriginals, which we'll call indigenous. Yeah. Or I'll call them that. Oh, no. <laughs> Opening the Oops. door for me to be offensive. <laughs> I don't know what Eric's going to do. <laughs> but, so this is such an... It's one thing for, like, Crocodile Dundee, which is all about, like, introducing Americans to this, like, crazy Australian world, right? Yeah. Dark, Dark Age is just Australia through and through. It is Australian political struggles. It is Australian environmental struggles. It's Australian culture clashes. And it's exclusively Australian actors. Mm-hmm. It is far more of like an, an Australian environmental picture than it is like like alligators running amok. Well, that's what's so surprising about it not playing in theaters. Because, yeah, this feels like this has a lot to say to Australians. Yes. This about feels like was... their country and culture and, you know, uh, 
maybe how they should be thinking about their country a little bit yeah. differently, right? It's putting up a putting up the mirror to that thing because you know every anything I know about the the culture clash, seeing uh, the the one that David was in uh, Rabbit Poof Rabbit Proof Friends, sure. About basically they did kind of what yeah American settlers did where they just rounded up native people and tried to indoctrinate them and this make them white or uh bring them into their culture and this actor is not how it's going to work is famously like one of the indoctrinate like he yeah. was integrated into you know cultured society right this this was like a this, he's spoken out so many times looking into this guy it is fascinating yeah i had no idea how few uh, aboriginal crossover actors there were i just knew oh yeah this is the guy this is the guy you this see. is the guy it's in everything right yeah. to find out he's so much more than just a guy that's like i wanted to act it's like no his his upbringing is fascinating so yes this does not feel like i guess if you just put a killer croc on the cover it's gonna play mm-hmm. in american rent you know video stores but the idea that it didn't play in australia till 09 that makes no sense to me it's crazy figure it out figure it out well Australia. because it's not just yeah like it's not just like an offensive like stereotype like wacky australia like you would expect if they're just marketing marketing it to americans yeah so um I, yeah it's I very uh curious i don't think i like the label ozploitation oh i don't either i don't care for it because the more australian movies i watch almost all 12 mm-hmm. it's we- more just like I think these are just movies made in Australia. I don't think anybody's being exploited by making these. Exploitation is a term I like to, to yeah. save for when I'm just like, oh, yeah, some of these actors are probably uh, pushed a little too far. <laughs> like, some well, of these women probably didn't agree offhand to do some of these things. This feels a little exploitative. This feels more like, Scott, labeling it Ozploitation feels much, uh, much more lurid than any part of this movie is. Is, is, I find feels... that yeah, I, I, it must just be the same way like a black exploitation. Like so, all of a sudden, any movie starring black people was kind of put into that category, right? right? And like, it was put in, in negatively the because there is yeah. a when I think of black exploitation, it's specifically like black actors playing up their black culture at the time, playing up stereotypes. It's also an awesome genre. Yeah, <laughs> they had guys like Fred Williamson, all them like they clearly had a blast like making these characters, right? Mm-hmm. Pam Greer wouldn't exist without black exploitation. We're all better for it, you know. It was only when these actors were breaking out into other roles. It's just like, up, oh, it's filled with black people. We know what this movie is, right? This movie is just filled with Australian people and Australian <laughs> culture. Nothing feels ex- exploited unless they were actually just shooting a ton of gators like in the face, oh, man. Yeah, you don't see that much of our big gator first off, but you see them shooting the shit out of a lot of, I hope, rubber models of gators. Yeah, I hope they got a... Like a lot I, of gator hunting in this movie. As we establish in Body Melt, how many special effects makeup artists could be working there? Every time I went on any kind of rabbit hole with Dark Age, you throw a rock, and anybody who's anybody in this movie went on to just work with Peter Jackson... Mm-hmm. <laughs> when Jackson gave a state, you know, it's like they're all just either in every Australian production ever. Like, you know, Nikki Coghill's going to be in a stretch of neighbors. Oh, yeah. I didn't look up everybody here, but I'm sure it's peppered with the cast of neighbors. They all seem to have, yeah, a good like 60 credits of just, oh, uh, our main guy was in like Christmas Down Under. 
<laughs> their version of a Hallmark movie. I John, think. John Girard was in Picnic at Hanging Rock. He was in yeah. most. Fa- he's the most famous crossover. I mean, he's in Wolf Creek, which was a money making U.S. franchise. Mm-hmm. He's the main villain in that. He's older and like the eyes are even like beady. <laughs> Somehow, in, in Wolf Creek, he's got the big old mutton chops and like the the head. He's a he's basically one of the enemies from this movie in that movie. Yeah, you know, and. Uh, yeah, tell everybody the the fun fact you learn about how many episodes of Neighbors there have been. Oh, <laughs> well, we brought it up uh, on Body Melt that, yeah, Neighbors is this long-running soap opera there. Yeah, and so like I looked the main up, show in Australia, right, right? Been going on for almost 40 years. Nikki Coghill, I looked up, she was in 230 episodes of Neighbors. Good stretch. It sounds huge. But that's a two-year stretch in 40. Yeah. And I was like, how many episodes have there been? 9.1K, 9,000 episodes of Neighbors. And apparently you, you can watch about 12 years of them on freebie. I might have to dip into You might have to dig into this. I mean, I guarantee we'll come away learning a lot more about normal Australian working class culture than we will have so. watching Body Melt. But time, it's going to be a Neighbors pod. Yeah. We got, we got 9K episodes lined up of this thing. This is the rest of our lives. But, uh, yeah, maybe just overall that kind of just points to there's, like, a lot of good talent on this movie. This is a pretty good movie for it not, like, having any kind of Blu-ray or, or any representation. Yeah, other than... it might have gotten a Blu-ray release in the last couple. I'm not oh, sure. Oh, maybe, but yeah. For a long time, this movie was obscure. Feels obscure. Uh, yeah, feels obscure. And But it's a lot more than just the giant gator hunting. It's It's a movie with real, like... Real interest, real socio like yeah. <laughs> interest, right? And but you know, it's not an expensive movie. But I was looking up like, who's the cinematographer? When I, when I like the look of a movie, even on our VHS, right? I wanted to see like who did this. You know, who mm-hmm. shot these night scenes? There's a lot of shot in the brush, like interesting, uh, not easy locations. It's tougher to film a movie in the North Territory than you know, two hours outside of Sydney. Yeah. There's even less resources way up there. It right? definitely looks on location, remote yeah. in this movie, for Big sure. Time. Yeah. And so I looked it up. Of course, this is the guy that went on to direct, to to be behind the lens of every Lord of the Rings, every mm. Hobbit movie, did King Kong with Peter Jackson, did at least one of the really great uh, Planet of the Apes movies. Oh, yeah. The new, the new series, which is excellent. That's cool. So this guy is... He's filming animals. He's filming fake animals. He's good. This guy, he's big now, right? He he's an Oscar he's winner. Yeah. You know, from Dark Age. Here's another big surprise about this movie. I had to go back and double check. I thought for <laughs> sure this couldn't be correct. So when this movie starts up, not only do we get another in a thousand versions of gorgeous 80s straight-to-video production logos, mm, that yeah. rainbow logo that starts off, and then the classic Embassy Pictures that capital E with the star logo. It's like, man, these are, you know, you're getting some video some store excellence. Real nostalgic uh, opening logos there, yeah. Yeah, you know it's getting good. And then right into an RKO radio picture. <laughs> RKO still that's, making that's, movies. That's in who the, they in, just, did they uh, distribute it with? Interesting. RKO radio picture. I thought, surely that's... Who was I didn't know that was still a studio in nineteen eighty seven, let alone mm. that they're like, get somebody up north in Australia, bring us back a gator mirror. Like this is I double checked, this is like Orson Welles, Citizen Kane, RKO. 
Like from Fred Astaire to John Gerard. <laughs> they covered it all, baby. I love that. That's great. It is that RKO Pictures. They're they getting were... in on the on the craze, man. They they saw it coming. Yeah. And I mean that this Australian is Australian craze. And this is just we we've been wanting the Gator movie. This is one that's obscure enough that there's not tons out there on it. Mm-hmm. Right, I like Lake Placid, but I didn't. I'm not as excited to cover Lake Placid again. Since there's no definitive Gator movie, though, there's still the chance to. We can find the one. We can find it. It's out there. Maybe it's Killer Crocodile. Maybe it's that one where Neville Brand has a Gator behind the back of his hotel that he feeds uh, guests. I don't yeah. know. I, this might be the definitive Australian Gator movie now, though. <laughs> I think yes. we can give this one to the continent. The definitive Australian Gator movie that yeah. never played in Australia. It's got a, but sure. it's very Australian. Like uh, it's not, it's this this giant thirty foot croc who's well over a hundred years old, is like a spiritual, you know, almost a god figure to the indigenous population there. They feed it the bones of their elders, and the spirit lives on in this gator. So. Not only do we have to hunt down the gator to stop it from eating people, including the small child getting eaten at the beginning. That kid gets eaten. They went for it. For they all, did it. For all the stuff that you couldn't see due to cover of darkness, the most broad daylight murder in this movie is The most a kid. innocent little baby boy standing in the water, and they just crunch. This <laughs> poor little pantsless kid is having a lolly. Sitting in the water, crying his eyes out, frozen in fear. The longest shot of the croc just approaching him, going, it's almost too easy sometimes. <laughs> and yeah, I keep get waiting. Get a load of this guy. In all <laughs> these moving. kills where you keep waiting for the cutaway to the to the man's face screaming as the, the croc. Nope, we just get the cutaway to the croc one-biting this kid. One and done. Fully just <laughs> chomps a child. Yeah. That kid died. They got him. died in this one. They got him. But even then, even then, the uh, you know the the indigenous people don't necessarily want it to be killed because it is this important thing, and it's very much like a well, stay out of the water. Like the same thing with Jaws. Like I'm never gonna have a problem with Jaws because I don't go in the ocean where the sharks are. And that's kind of the cool thing about crocodiles. Get out of his territory. That they come out of the water. Yeah, that is the scarier thing. You don't see them in the water like you do that fin. Man. To let you know the shark's there. Yeah, the shark, you can get to shallow water, and Jaws is sunk. What's he going to do, get beached? Mm-hmm. Like, what a what a self-own goal right there for Jaws, to get too excited to go after some little, like, some little kid's tender little little gams, right. and then just, like, end up like... Ugh. Right. Dr. Hibbert just like, you're helpless as a kitten. <laughs> Smacking him around. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> so, I've been to Florida a few times. Lucky me, right? And uh, when my family and I was like 13 years old, we went out to Cape Canaveral. Right? Mm-hmm. We stopped at a park for a picnic on the way there. Picked up some deli sandwich at the Publix. Shout out Florida listeners. Let me tell you. <laughs> if you know, you know. You get you go to you want a good sandwich. Oh, Publix is like the biggest supermarket yeah, chain in the state. It's <laughs> well, like it's I crazy. There's <laughs> so many Publix down there every block. And uh, great, great, it is Publix. Yeah. It looks like pubics. It's terrible. Awful. So we're sitting there just outside Cape Canaveral, picnic picnic table right here by a lake. And that's when I notice an alligator 12 feet away from us, mm-hmm. sitting in the reeds, facing us and everything. 
Those things, these things are fast. Whole family. This thing watched us the entire time. Set up this picnic table. Walk back to the rental van. Come back. He was just hanging out. Yeah. He was right there. There was another one. Head just popping above the water. I couldn't see their bodies. We did not wait around to see their bodies. <laughs> this is just a public park, and there was just a couple of gators in this park. That is me, who's been to Florida three times and has just seen a live gator out and about. I'm assuming this pe- these people are just used to it. I know that there's a story of like uh, a couple years ago, like a kid at Disney World, like one of the parks, one of the hotels, or something near Disney World. A gator gets this kid, and Jeez. it's just like they went they went beyond a rope they weren't supposed to go beyond, and it's like there gators over there. Yeah, exactly. We are We've, in Florida. We're coexisting with these people, and that's crazy. The angle of this movie. It t- it elevates it so much that these indigenous people are like feel more in tuned with crocodiles than they do with their colonizers, mm-hmm. right? They believe in this, like you said, as a god, and it makes it so much more interesting when we get into the ceremony behind all this, and you know the real cultural beliefs, the sincerity, and knowing there seems to be this cultural knowing that, like, look, we know this is bad. We know people want it killed after it ate that kid. Yeah. Hear me out. You know, and so it's instead this, there's no like, there's poachers in Jaws, but they're all treated as completely ineffective like day drinkers. They are comically buffoonish. Yeah, Yeah. they have no chance against (laughs) Jaws, right? Not a threat. And, but you know, poaching, Florida poaching is... It's not even an illegal thing. There's seasons, of course, but mm. this is a profession. You go. We've talked. We talked about this in Australia. You drive 30 minutes outside of town, like you're gonna you're gonna hit some roadside alligator stands. Yeah, we've passed dozens of roadside stands in Florida where you can just buy gator meat. You can buy gator skins. There's a place called Manny's that sold moccasins and had live alligator wrestling. Mm. Shout out to Manny's. Yeah. Of course, we're stopping at Manny's. <laughs> you see, three the, by the third billboard to Manny's, we're like, they have moccasins too. Oh, well, we're there, and you know, you don't have to go too far into the sticks. And we did not even go to the sticks. Again, public park gators yeah. are just out. There was no ropes. It's just park ends at a lake, and the gators can just walk on up. Who knows if there's a gator just snoozing on the slide? There's a ball- and it is probably one of those things like the people who live there. Like if it's less than six feet long they probably don't even give it a second glance right <laughs> i don't if it's, know if it's don't, less yeah. if it's like six to ten they're probably like all right we should we should probably cross the street yeah like i think it's only when it like gets in your house that you're gonna even worry about it we live uh with real baby powdered asses out <laughs> here in my day-to-day i mean maybe if we go up through the hopland grade you'll see a mountain lion we got mountain lions around we here, got mountain lions around there's but, bears in the hills and stuff. But yeah, we never. Yeah, they never come hang out with us. I've never been just like seeing one outside of the supermarket. You know, up on Fountain Grove, there'll be like a rattlesnakes or something. Yeah. So sure, we have some kind of danger, but come but, on. But we don't. But I never. I never sit down at a public park and then yeah. see and like, like a, get a, a rattlesnake. Car. Get in the car. <laughs> yeah. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. Never in my life have I been in another situation. My family where we all just be like where somebody forget who mentioned it first but it's just like everybody be cool <laughs> like we've never had many be cool and move slowly to the left situations like we're all teetering in a car on a cliff you know yeah. right everybody move to the back <laughs> so yeah 
once these poachers are kind of established as the guys that are like, we got to get rid of this croc. And our hero, John Gerard, is the park ranger who's far more sensitive to the indigenous people. Yeah, he's got to work with these he, people. He is a preservationist. Oh, he's yeah. a park ranger and a, and his main squeeze there, Nikki Corgill, oh, Kathy. Yeah. She's like, I don't know. Some uh, kind of sociologist biologist intern or something. something. One of those. Or, uh, yeah, she was studying. She was like living with the indigenous people to like, uh, you know, anthropology kind of learn their ways kind of science. Right. It's it's so different when it's not, you know, Amity trying to just like maintain their tourist population yeah. by just covering up Jaws. It's when half of the people at Amity are like, we got to kill it. And another just as, you know, they're also saying like, we got to get Jaws safe. Mm-hmm. We got to protect Jaws, and we got to make sure that he's not scared. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nope, would not have flown. Like, and yeah, the poachers. I gotta love. You know where the political stance is in this movie by making the poachers just the most gross Australian. Like that main guy. I hated these poachers you, so much. This guy I hated is these. so these, hateable. These were the guys where you're like. Please get fucking eaten. Yes. I want you to get eaten so bad. Your friends got eaten. I'm glad. I'm glad. You deserve it too. Yeah, our main guy, Max Phipps. Max Phipps. As, uh, as no- John Besser. What names? How, how cool is it what to be that? Australian? Just like the shit-eating grin on that dude's face. Like, that... Your friends were killed by a crocodile. This guy's trying to help you. And then when he fucks up, you're like, <laughs> so much the you know park ranger. Yeah, man. Really, that's the attitude you're going to cop. This guy is a You slime. got your friends killed. Oh, this he's guy. such a slime. Oh, but also a cool... I like how they established that he's like a rugged slime. This isn't just some guy in Jaws going out with his, his wife's oh, yeah. ham. No. You know, this guy, once his buddies were all eaten by a croc, when they recover him, he's like hiding covered in mud. He's like holding still under a log de- covered in mud like he's hiding from literal predator. Yeah. This guy is... That's true. He's not just out there with like underprepared. He knows what, what could be lurking, right? He just didn't know this thing was lurking. A saltwater croc. What a, what a, what a badass. <laughs> he's also one of those guys where it's like he doesn't change his clothes throughout the movie, so he just gets sweatier and dirtier and sweatier. Seems like a type. Yeah. Seems like a type over there. I think so. This, this actor, what would you say, Max Phipps? Phipps. Here he plays, plays the character Bessa. Yeah. Right? Bessa. Bessa. And uh, this guy was in Mad Max. He's like to- mm. Toe Cutter's lackey. Yeah, yeah. You know, this guy, I've, again, seen in tons Checks of Australian out. movies. He's got, like, the British actor Richard E. Grant. This oh, is, yeah. This I is his see that. Yeah. uncouth Australian relative. Totally. So all the, all the like, his funny, fancy. Pudgy, beady-eyed cousin. Oh, God, all of them. <laughs> Every one of them. When did they get hot? When did the, when did the, the change happen? We're gonna have to watch more movies. We're just to find yeah. out. I think all these ones from the seventies. I mean, 80s, Nikki Coghill's pretty cute. In oh, very much. She, yeah. you can see she's got that same kind of Naomi Watts face. And uh, we talked in Body Melt how like all the all the real dream boats from Australia they just cross over. I was pretty surprised that Nikki Coghill didn't make mm. the crossover. She never even had a stretch in the in the nineties where she was on like like a Xena episode. He was just an Aussie, right? And also, something I learned about this movie, her name's Kathy. Her character's Kathy. Yeah. Kathy, so far, might be the only name that the Australian accent makes better. <laughs> our, like, um, our Western Hemisphere Kathys, they're buried pretty deep. 
That Kathy uh, comic set Office Kathy's back. Oh yeah, millennia. Kathy, it, it was the Karen of its day. Yeah, it was Ka- Kathy in the nineties. There are three Kathys in my office. I mean, they are mm. not beaten. The allegations. It is. <laughs> it is over. They're not disproving. <laughs> no, it is over the for the Kathys in the Americas. Yeah, it's done. But Kathy, but Kathy Pope. Yeah, her and John Gerard in their little chino shorts. Her, the little waist tie. Come on, mm-hmm. and Gerard and his cool park ranger uh, tucked in with the short olive shorts. I loved the gams on these two. I'm glad we saw him have sex. Yeah, that really was happy nice, for him. That was a nice little moment. Yeah, the the great classic like couple that's broken up but still loves each other, but they just can't. They just can't get along. Yeah, if you talk about one storyline that's completely unnecessary for the movie, it's all the Kathy and John Gerard stuff. Yeah. But I I loved watching them in their little like ranger shorts. Her outfit is, I, I'm I'm sure they robbed all of the Laura Dern outfit ideas from Jurassic Park. Oh, from this totally. Gal. Total, total dirt. It didn't occur to me at the time, but now that you mentioned it, it was like very much had that like pink blouse kind of over the tan shorts look. If you were an outdoor uh, female with like a doctorate in anything ending in ologist, if you were an archaeologist or a botanist, any of these things, I think that was just that was the the gear. It came with the degree. Yeah, yeah. You get your little khaki shorts with a rolled up cuff. Yeah, and you tie off a, a little button up at the middle. You wear some hiking boots. I mean, like your forefathers did before you. Yeah, I mean, you you dance with who brung you, and that yeah. <laughs> look plays for those professions. I'm sure Gerard could have worn pants. I'm sure they got moisture-wicking technology in the North mm-hmm. Territories. They, I think they do show him with pants at night, that one night scene where they're trying to have dinner. Yeah, and he, I didn't like and he it. buys the bottle of wine and then just takes it with him when they decide not to eat. <laughs> that was a good move. Good move. And uh, you know what? It was funny. You were saying this is sparsely populated. There's a moment where him and Kathy are arguing as they leave the restaurant. And then, like, this random homeless guy, you know, fisherman doc guy comes up. He's like, hey, get on you, mate. And they stay. And he's like, hey, all right, mate. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, he knows. You know everybody. There's, like, yeah. 100 people in this town. This is like knows an, them this all. This is like an Antarctica outpost. Yeah. Essentially. Let me tell you. This is like, quit the argument. Just be like, hey, hey, mate, how you doing? <laughs> Part of what I love about these movies is the, uh, you know, we've seen, uh, like, rough american bars portrayed and i don't think the bar that they're hanging out in in this town is even supposed to be a rough bar it's supposed to be just a bar Mm -hmm. and i'm trying to picture myself like how i look now standing in the middle of just all these guys who are new it's not like anybody was exceptionally big or mean looking they all just looked like guys that all chose to live in the northern territories yeah and it's like man i would stand out like a little dandy (laughs) Or a little little. Fop. You'd have to wear your nice, you know, soaked with sweat shirt and uh, just. The, I know the dullest plaid beige colors you could find. These people are like living in whatever town they all escaped to in Sorcerer. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's what's going on in, in this town, right? I would walk Not in there. Not too far off from that. One guy would call me like Jennifer, and it'd be all over for me. <laughs> I'd be done. Back to Adelaide. Couldn't hack it on the mainland done (laughs) we also get like the locals are like uh into slurs that i didn't realize were slurs one of them when one of the poachers when they're driving away from the park ranger after an argument pretty sure he drives by and calls him like a croc lover oh yeah yeah croc lover like damn is that is that a takedown (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> all right. Yeah. Yeah. That one stings, man. And Come that, on. <laughs> so as as much as this movie is getting it, you know, into some characters and into an actual like political plight, we also get a lot of the great newspaper headlines that just say like monster croc kills man <laughs> yes oh and i love the bureaucratic like boss of the nature guy who's like got the tightest little crisp white shirts choking his neck got his little cigarette and being like i got the public breathing down my neck we gotta get that croc what a little thumb of a man wow what a- <laughs> he was so perfect his little like rectangular head with the thickest accent and you know he's like speaking fully in slang. Both of our indigenous indigenous actors spoke in this cool, super broken English. Oh yeah. Where half the time you're just like you're not sure they're speaking in a foreign tongue, but you're picking up enough of it. And you, I was it's I was so I was cool. just I was gonna bring that up like uh, on the way over here. I was thinking about like man, I couldn't really couldn't understand anything that Undabund was yeah. saying. Uh, our main like our elder indigenous guy. He's kind of like the croc tender. Uh, yeah, He's it the was, real mystic. You know, yeah. it was funny because this is based on a novel, right? So, uh, and they call the croc Nomenwari, in the, and that's the name I'm of the so novel. So glad you so remember that. You gotta find the novel now. You gotta find the paperback. I know. I need to. And I bet the indigenous dialogue and the brokenness of it, being like him, him long time gone. Yes. Uh, I bet that read so good on the paper. Totally. And then with this guy, and like can't really read his lips because the. VHS quality is not great. I'm just like, this is like listening to Yoda, but you're not getting it. <laughs> I mean, it has to be intentional, right? I, I like that this movie But I liked not... it even more. No, even it made him even kind of, yeah, that more like mysterious. You or... were picking up and I get the sense that uh, that Gerard is also, you know, he, you can't, you can never tell if he's just intentedly like squinting yeah. while listening. He's thinking really hard. It looks like he's <laughs> thinking really hard. Like, also, also, I don't know what... Uh, the average height is normal in, in, in that country because Jurat, maybe it was partly the shorts and kind of his lean physique, but I'm thinking, like, man, this guy's like 6'4". Mm-hmm. He's got a real tall drink of water. He's like an even six. Mm. He towered over much of the cast. Maybe not Bessa. No, Bessa, Bessa was a big guy. Bessa was his, his dirty alter yeah. ego. But when we did, also based on a novel, when we did a show favorite, serpent in the rainbow yeah i know nothing about voodoo culture other than what i've learned in serpent in the rainbow that was a book you read right 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 right. and but the depiction on that movie of like this voodoo culture it's like maybe that's exploitative but i didn't get the sense when we get this kind of aboriginal dance ceremony it didn't feel like we're we're exploiting these people this felt like we are showing these people and no, that was me, a great sequence, yeah. Let Sorry, me tell you, man, that was an absolute groove. When they are kind of, I don't know, blessing these gators, right? When we're seeing this look into their actual like lives and their meanings and ceremony, these this hypnotic groove, these beats that just keep swelling, this mm. dance that's really inspired by no rhythm, and then when it keeps swelling and swelling and culminates with the montage of all the alligators getting their faces blown off that's some powerful stuff that was a pretty unexpected montage nothing but these poachers because at this point they're like we're not sure which gator's doing this we're gonna go out 
and hunt all the gators. They kill all the gators they could find. Basically. No gator yeah. could have. There was nothing any of these gators could have said to get them out of the fate that was coming to them. Yeah. Now that whole sequence was really great. You see the very color, uh, and yeah, it was one of those where you go like, "There's something really cool happening with this movie." Yeah, you see all the indigenous people; they're all painted up, they're doing their dance, very culturally rich, and then it would cut back to like just all the white guys just like loading and cocking yeah. guns, just shotgun like, and gators, in the and, mouth. and just like drinking beer, and they all look sh- like shit, and they're all just like. <laughs> Barely awake on these boats, just looking hungover. The smelliest hungover guy. Yeah, it would cut to like a gator getting its head blown off, and then like you could see the pain in the cult, you know, the, the indigenous people as they dance, like they're feeling it. Yeah. And yeah, just that, that juxtaposition of like this ancient culture of reverence, and then this just dirty, violent, let's kill everything that moves kind of culture of the white people. It's like, yeah, it's so much. That's why it's like Australia. Maybe you should watch this movie. <laughs> or, yeah, right. Or you know, whenever uh, you know, whenever we stop and think about like the mass killing of of any animals, right? The photo, the photo evidence that exists of like buffalo hunts, right? Where it's just an impossible number of buffalo skulls stacked high, like imp- you couldn't even picture this many buffaloes standing there, and you're seeing all of the skulls there, right? You know, n- clubbing seals, all of these things. Any animal that is just hunted in mass droves, right? Any animal with a face that can look back at you that's hunted like this. And to just see just, man, and it's done by these guys, it's an extra layer right. of indignity. Right. Right? If if these, not only were these creatures here first, right, and have spent thousands of millennia building up their own cultures but just the idea that they might be looking and be like this is the guy i'm taken down by this guy you know what a slap what a slap in the face right absolutely yeah and also now it's a little hazy we watched this movie uh the other night were they also cutting to the steamy sex scene between our two leads while they were cutting to alligator getting shotgunned and the dancing or were that, no, was, that were they was just later. too close together? No, but they were doing something where they were, yeah, they were cutting back and forth between the sex and then the gator either eating the young guy who was beating up the old guy or attacking the oh, poachers Oh, man, the again. townie that gets jumped. Feels yeah. like this town is just looking for a fight. These people are, are all escaping the law. These people are all under assumed names. Yeah. As is most Australian convict. <laughs> These are, this is like the colony that's still just like, oh, yeah, no, the convict thing? That is true. <laughs> that is true up there. That is our culture. That is them. That, that, that's them. And so when this old man, who really just did the crime of, like, standing in the middle of the road when classic guys in a pickup truck want to fight. Man, this is why you never bother people. Right. Especially on the road. Like, I don't, I don't ever give anyone the, the finger... Or get in, get involved in any road rage kind of stuff because people are crazy out there. Yeah, man. And yeah, this guy is basically walking in the middle of the street, yells at some punks for driving by him. Yeah, and they turn around and decide we're going to beat the shit out of this old man. Yeah, man. I play it too loose. I'm right, going to catch uh, a beating. I've I've escaped a beating <laughs> for too long. I can't. I can't do it. I flip off when a guy does something wrong. I uh, I confront. I yell people like that, in my car to myself. Oh man, the I others just give him the. There's like, a are stop. You fucking kidding there's me? a stop sign near my work that everybody blows through it's a four-way stop and it's the pedestrians are shielded by like a huge bush right 
So once a week, I have to step off the curb and then step back when I see this guy's not. This uh-huh. guy ain't stopping. I'm right by the courthouse. Half the people that are coming down there are coming down there to pay parking tickets. We just have bad drivers already flocking to my area, right? And this guy, I had to take this opportunity. I had to stop in the middle of the crosswalk while this guy just rolls right through it. And then he parks right on the next block on the way back to my office. So he walks right past me. Of course I have to say something. (laughs) So I call this this guy an asshole. I say, you don't have to make the choice to drive like a piece of shit. (laughs) You know, but you did. Oh, what do you mean? What stop sign did I blow? The one right there, you dumb prick. Like, <laughs> I'm wearing my name badge. Like, I'm, I could have caught a beating in front of the glass windows Absolutely. in front of my building. Nothing, nothing, would, no coworker would have come out and stopped me. I could have caught one. I didn't. I lived to, lived to call another guy man, <laughs> a prick, right? Until that guy sees you, like, in a week and is like, that's the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it was great, man. I looked in the back of his pickup after he went into the clerk's office. Just empty beer cans. Rolling around in there, it's just like classic, classic. This guy, you know, those Man. are the ones that are never getting taken out. And that's right? in that's in like you said, that's in our little yeah sophisticated hamlet of right. that's in our County too here. expensive to live in town for for a right. townie like this to still be in here, right? That's crazy. This guy should be in the North Country. What does that guy pay in rent? Yeah, <laughs> like where is he living? Where is he? Right. That's what. Yeah. And you, that, so I mean, yeah. you go in West County. Yeah. There's not gators out there, but those people are out there. Man. No, that's that's our area where it's like if yeah. you, you drive down the wrong dirt road, like you're coming when I worked at FedEx, we had trucks with bullet holes in them. People don't want you out in certain areas out here, right? You don't have to drive that far outside of any town. And yeah. uh yeah, but I think I would keep my mouth shut <laughs> for the first at least the first month up in Australia. I think that oh, would yeah. I think that would humble me quick. Yeah. And yeah, man, I kinda like that the movie I don't know if it strictly implies that this uh, killer crocodile is also a fan of social justice. But as this uh, old fisherman is catching a beating from these townies, right? That crocodile specifically targets the bully. Absolutely. The old man lives. That, that croc enacts social justice while he's while that guy was trying to drown an old man that is true yeah (laughs) so i don't know if that was just luck of the draw we did this guy did kill a kid exactly yeah so maybe the maybe we just got lucky and that was one that the indigenous guys were like see but you do yeah you basically once they kill all the other crocs and then yeah this guy you see this guy's like taking out the bad guys now you're like hero killer croc yeah the yeah Killer Croc, hero? Are we rooting for this guy now? Yeah, Yeah. the the next headline. (laughs) Mixed feelings about Killer Croc. Violent County killed by Croc, hero? (laughs) Question mark? (laughs) Yeah, I love how the story... I kept waiting for all of Besser's men to get picked off, right? Of course, they're the ones that are finally the ones like, we're we're going in for it, right? And I love just that thick flavor. Besser loses an arm. Besser gets his arm ripped off and it doesn't really slow him down no i mean he's he's not he looking seem good bothered by it one bit but uh yeah the guy's even like your arm he's like forget my arm <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's so he's so numbed with alcohol he can't even feel it guys <laughs> that guy's soaked <laughs> that guy is well cured yeah what else are you doing up there right oh i wish i wish i had paused it to check out what what brand of beer that was a couple mm-hmm. of br- great local beer cans. They're that yellow and blue. It was not Foster's. It was something like Sh- Carmaine. 
Oh, I couldn't even tell. Looked good. It's a good lager. Good lager, yeah. Uh, one of them was Bessa. He lost an arm. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And uh, when they finally are going out to like realizing like these poachers are going to kill this croc, we need to get to the croc first to save it. Yeah. I didn't realize saving the croc involved the same exact methods of killing Jaws. Like, we need to get spears into it. We need to let it tug us around for a while. Yeah. The great, that must just be the way you kill giant animals, Just I a think. big old water animal. Yeah. I don't know how thick a gator's skin is, how thick a killer croc's skin is, but when our indigenous actors, when we finally get some cool spear work, yeah, these the spear breakdown at the end when these when the indigenous start fighting back to protect what is theirs spears versus poachers oh that's cool bodies these, start racking up these spears seem to have like some kind of spring action going on like there's something where they're they're pulling them back like a fishing line and just whip them well i mean and they get a dude right the, in the gut the idea <laughs> they spear this guy they spear besser right through the thigh oh that's right right in the ass yeah and i mean these these people are, they're hunters. Yeah. They are live current hunters. You talk in the uh, body melt episode about how all of the deadliest creatures are living out in the outback, right? That's where they want to live. I don't know what their, how primitive their weapon technology is, but they're still here. They're still doing it. Doing something right. So it's got to be working. And once they're, spearing this croc and getting towed by it and waiting for this guy to just slow down so they i was a little bit stunned to find out that you just tie these guys up yeah you get one rope around the muzzle of the biggest crocodile man has ever seen that's it that's the trick right they got the powerful jaws but really only for closing yeah, right. Only for snapping snap shut. One rope. Can't, once you get can't open very well. Once you loop it right over, then that was it. Yeah, struggle was done. Everything up to that point, hell. Yeah, tough to get that. It's not just as easy as lassoing this guy, right? It's tough to get it to get that thing hooked. Once they had it hooked, they really just like, all right, we got him, and he's just looping it around a couple of times to make sure it's snug. And then then things just kind of floating next to their boat like a floaty. Yeah. Well, he's, so, an, he's an old man, too, this croc, right? And he's, yeah, he gives up a fight, and then he's just kind of like, all right, all right. All yeah. Right. <laughs> they, roped, they roped my muzzle. They got me. What do I do? <laughs> if I'm picturing, like, a 25-foot crab, which maybe exists on some haunted island mm, that man I hasn't discovered. There's some horror short story that I've long forgotten about, like, 25-foot snails. It oh, is one sure. of the most horrifying short stories I've ever read. And so there's there's like a giant crab around somewhere, but then the kind of the movie ends with them just like we got the rubber bands on him, <laughs> exactly. and he's just kind of skittering back and forth like shaking his little fists like <laughs> they figured it out. But this croc is more it's just a big 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 pot of boiling water. <laughs> yeah, and so already I'm thinking it's like this is it. Dark Age is just ending with them. It's like we got the one rope on him, we roped him up. And yeah. we tied the tail to the back of the boat, so now we can just kind of sidecar him into town. No, no, no. I did not know we would get the full-on sorcerer chase. This movie becomes sorcerer. This movie has such a great alligator truck chase at the end of a movie. Yeah, that really made the whole thing 
another level. Totally. Yeah, they they strapped this dude to the back of a flatbed to take him out to the preserve somewhere. Besser and his guys are in hot pursuit. Well, Besser and the, his boys Guns show out. up to the the preservation area yeah. and start shotgunning like. Then they start save going after crocodiles. The, yeah, they start going after the gator. Then it's man on man fighting. Cool crashes with the big truck. Ah, uh, this is the whole ending. It's of this like movie the end so of uh, it's. It's brutal to compare it to this. You know the the great final truck chase in the uh, the Road Warrior. Mm. Right, the Mad Mad Max Two has that great final. It's not that bad. vibe though. You don't have rogue like motorcyclists with different weapons coming up alongside of it. It is a truck on truck chase. But Mad Max Two is carting, you know, like petrol. Mm-hmm. They weren't carting the biggest croc man's ever seen under a big the, old tarp. The god just tarped under on the back of a flatbed. Yeah. Oh, so cool. And then did you notice this? It kind of crept in a little bit. I didn't check who did the score. But once we get some classic synth chase movie music, yeah, there's nothing better. Yeah, no, I I did notice that for sure. When that synth chase music picks up, and you are in the outback, and you get a crazy truck jump, we don't get to see a crocodile like taking a barrel roll off the side of the pickup truck, like bl- like rolling away from an exploding truck. Would have been sick. It would have been great right when the truck's about to jump, like close up of the croc's eyes, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> the technology was not there in not 1987. There. <laughs> RKO was not going to fund. Right. <laughs> the Keep pe- it classy, The guys. people that brought you all of those Hepburn movies and one crocodile movie, maybe if they had done more croc movies, like sir, at a certain point they knew which directors knew best how to film Fred Astaire. Yeah. You know, they learned their lesson. We knew which in-house directors. By the third croc movie, it's like, we know who to go to. We know which guy will film the best croc car chase. Well, sounds <laughs> like they found their guy because, yeah, they nailed it on this the is first good. take. I didn't check what else Arch Nicholson did. Arch. Arch. But this is not an easy, you know, anytime you take on a major car chase in, in one of your flicks, right, It's a it's a big thing. And this was a very real large flatbed truck going off a, not a big cliff, but a cliff way too big for a flatbed to be going off. Yeah, it was kind of like a really big sand dune kind of vibe, right? But yeah, you had uh, Undebund, the old man, sitting on the front of the truck, and he gets tossed. It looked like that and man I, got tossed. I was... I. I audibly like yelled out when that happened. <laughs> it looked like that literal man got thrown from that I truck. I was like, oh, no. We yeah. just saw Undaboon get no, squashed. That guy got launched. Yeah. That had to be the guy. How many How many doubles are there for, for Burnham Burnham? You know? <laughs> Did yeah. he get another, another indigenous guy that looks like me? It's like, I can get you one day's work. It's not easy. Ironically, it's just the same puppet they use for the kid getting eaten at the beginning. It's just just a little way. guy shot in perspective. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, them evading the punch, the poachers spearing that guy through. Jeez, at one point the poacher is just axe chopping this alligator in the head. This alligator is just taking bullet bullet yeah. wounds. He's trying to get back to his people. Right, you really get the sense of the symmetry between him and this and this tribe. I at, at a certain point in the movie, I think it crosses over from me being scared that this guy's going to go rogue to understanding that's just like, I think he understands these people. 
Oh yeah, I think this guy he he knows what's going on. I think yeah, I think it's very much in the movie that yeah they communicate with him, they get him, he gets them, you know that he's he's uh, more than just an animal. Yes, yeah, that connection for them is very real. I bought into the godlike aspect definitely yeah. of this, and why wouldn't you? If there was a creature like this that lived for a hundred years, we already worship like our cats. Mm-hmm. These these boys top out at 20. 20 is God status to them. If I had tacos for like, if I went in knowing just like, he's going to outlive me. Yeah. Like, yeah, you, the respect level has to keep up a bit. It's a, It blows my mind how long like parrots live or tortoises. I was just going to say, isn't there some big turtle or tortoise that's like 190 years old or something? Think of the shit that guy's seen. I don't know It's all di- no different to him. <laughs> Who knows, right? And buying he was it... there at the fall of the Berlin Wall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this story got a forest gump. Your guy yeah. <laughs> could have said Civil War. He was Charlie. there for Baywatch and <laughs> Baywatch Nights. Like, yeah, technically, <laughs> he was there for Mash and after Mash. Like, well, yeah, I didn't care for it. Did Mash. happen, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't I go back farther? Yeah, you know, like he, he saw the Good Simpsons episodes. When they <laughs> he was the first there time. when they originally aired. <laughs> yeah, man, he was there for the advent of television. But yeah, a hundred years, right? And you're living with these people far more than you're living with the colonizers. These are your that sympathy that they have for them as one of their own. It's a tough message to deliver from a movie where most people just want to see guys bitten in half. Mm-hmm. And it's that when you look back, the croc effects were no. I mean, they're cheap. They're it's a it's a rubber croc. Even the animatronic scenes apparently it's just like Jaws. They had nothing but trouble. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. Can you imagine how hard it'd be if like Jaws had to work in water? But also they're like, we also need land Jaws. Yeah, I know. We need land Jaws to work. This Two. movie is very much just like yeah, the, the actual croc attacks. It's like camera close up on an open croc mouth, guy screaming in water, thrashing around. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's the same thing you've seen in every croc movie from <laughs> eaten alive on up to to crawl. You know, and so no one's ever leapt out and given us the full croc. I want to see them Jaws. I want to see, yeah, dragging a helicopter out of the sky, pretty cool. <laughs> Betty White feeding him a goat. Very cool. I need more Croc. I need real Croc, right? Bat- they haven't even made a Batman Killer Croc movie. Follow the characters. Know, right? We're not getting a Killer Croc? Come on. But when this movie taps out and I think like, oh, well, I guess that's it. They've saved it from the poachers. It turns into this uplifting free willy <laughs> type of like getting this guy home. Mm-hmm. Setting him free. Letting him live another hundred years and... I felt like such a different connection with this movie than I expected to connect with it, right? Oh, I, yeah, absolutely. I agree. Totally. I didn't. I thought there would be cool effects. I thought the Australian Outback setting would only add to it. Turns out they could have made this in Florida. They could have done the same thing, and it would have. they could have made it exploitative. The fact that Dark Age has a message, mm-hmm. a real message, that the people of Australia should have been allowed to see. Were they not allowed to see it? Was that why it didn't play over there? I don't know. This should this should be taught in schools in Australia. Really? I'm sure they show them walkabout. I'm sure right. they know the Peter Weir movies. <laughs> yeah. Right? Those have to be celebrated. 
but this one was made as a U.S. exclusive. It's so bizarre. And kind of highlights what we talked about the last episode, that America went berserk for Australia in the late 80s. Yeah. We flipped. Crocodile Dundee was just opening the floodgates. We wanted it all. We wanted to hear about these people. And that's why Dark Age was made. Crazy that the Australian Film Commission wouldn't be the... They financed Body Melt. They're not financing Dark Age? <laughs> this is feels like it could have been a far more important movie if the country itself had gotten behind it. So the fact that this is the story they chose to make, adapted from a novel that now I really, really want to read. Mm-hmm. Cool picture. Yeah, cool, cool picture. Movie. We need our definitive Gator movie. Feels like it's easy. Feels like it should have been done. You don't need to make it like Jaws. You just... Feels like it's right there for anybody that wants it. And every few years we get a new one. And every few years that means I'll see one. <laughs> right? It is a very, yeah, it's a consistent genre, right? It's kind of like, there's not a really bad Gator movie. Totally. So, low, they're all, maybe that's the problem. They're all too good. High floor, low ceiling. Yeah. They all feel about the same. And this one I can happily state is not the same as the others. If the effects are on the same level, the message leaves you with something a bit more than just, we got rid of the scary gator. Maybe the Bridget Fonda, I guess Betty White and Bridget Fonda were trying to save that big old croc in Lake Placid. I have to go back and watch that. But there's no time for that because we only watch Australian movies now. It's Australian only from here on out. There are so many cool Aussie movies that I now want to talk about. I don't know how long it'll take before I burn out on the accent. And before I get, and <laughs> yeah. before I get used to the eyes, we might. I don't know if I'll ever get used to the eyes now. Now that you've now that you pointed them out to me, <laughs> it's like it's like when you like notice like a scratch on the screen like yeah. in a theater. You're just like ah, that's the pixel I'm looking at. Yep, every screen that little blue dot. Yep. right on that guy's face. The second I I think it was something about sitting third row and looking up under the stars at Body Melt. I'm just like, how do all these people look the same? But it's this very, like I said, it's just the Italian features mixed with the British colonizer features. And then they're mixed with probably like alcohol abuse. Yeah. Probably. Um, (laughs) God, I'm so sorry to our one Australian (laughs) listener. Please feel free to correct me. I want to know how much of it is just like, no, that's about it. Old Chaz, that's that's how he is. Well, I want some more recommendations for Australian movies and Gator movies. I want to hear from from the folks out there. Yeah, let us know. It's it's nuts that we haven't done Australian cinema up to now. There's there's good choices out there. I want to do Wake in Fright. There's mm. that uh that you ever seen Road Games? I don't think with so. Stacy Keach and uh, man, we haven't done any of the Mad Max. That's None true. of them. None of the Mad Max. That definitely feels like an oversight. Any one of the four, I will do happily. I love them all. Couldn't tell you which one is the best. Fury Road? Could be. It's crazy that the Mad Max movies are so good that Road Warrior might be like third. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's that's nuts. Yeah, we haven't really covered George Miller. No. Plenty of George Miller to cover, right? Plenty of Peter Weir out there to discover. Walkabout episode would be good. I'm sure there is legitimate Ozploitation. <laughs> Ones that I will be... We're going to find it. We'll find it. Yeah. I mean, I could probably do a Baz Luhrmann. 
Should we do Australia? Should we do Crocodile Dundee? We'll How does see. that play? Do those we'll hits see. still play as well? I, I can't imagine. I must reiterate. I want to know who wants to hear about Crocodile Dundee in 2024. Like, <laughs> You know, there's a reason the Croc Hunter was like one of the biggest crossover <laughs> celebrities oh, yeah. in the last 20 years. He was a hit. We love him. I love that not only was Crocodile Dundee a top five box office flick <laughs> the year it came out, but that it's also the number one Australian movie. I love that we have that. Mm-hmm. That their favorite thing is also just like our favorite thing. <laughs> I love when Men at Work came over there. They're like, what's your first song going to be about? They're like, it's going to be about everything that we do in Australia. It's going to be a list of stuff that's us. And America's yeah. just like, we're taking it to number one. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we are taking it to the top. We love it. I love it. I get it. We're going to knock out the other 10 or so flicks. I can't wait. We're going to carve them out. I'm into this, man. It came to this. It did come to this. Check it out on YouTube. I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. Thank you for listening. Good night.